Welcome to The Checkout. We catch up with previous Add to Cart guests and ask them five quick questions to get to know them better and leave you with a little extra inspiration to get you through your Friday. Today's Checkout features Brendan Hartman, General Manager of Budgie Smuggler. Budgie Smuggler started out as a bit of a laugh in an Aussie backyard when some mates decided to write Budgie Smuggler on the back of some Speedo-style swimmers. How's that for an inspiring start? Growing from selling a 1,000 pairs of smugglers a year to over 100,000 pairs internationally, Budgie Smuggler now has a kids and women's range to match their iconic briefs. Brendan, welcome to the checkout. Let's find out a little bit more about you. Number one, what is the weirdest thing that you've ever bought online? <laughs> I was When I thought saw this question coming up, I, I wasn't too sure on how far I would go with it. I mean, I bought some really... I mentioned Bucks Parties before. I meant bought some rogue stuff online for Bucks Parties. My favorite though was was buying a, a pink Power Ranger morph suit for uh, Hong Kong Sevens one year, which was which got a good run. Um, sadly, it, I don't think it actually made it home in one piece, but um, that one's pretty funny. That means it was a good tour. Mm, it's good mm. fun. Yeah, good stuff. You've got. To, we didn't get to this in the main episode, but I wouldn't. I would love hearing it from your perspective. I read about the Malaysian flag incident, not from you. Yep. from some of your customers. Can yep. you give us that quickly, that story real quick? Yeah, so I mean, uh, a couple of boys went to the Malaysian Grand Prix to uh, Aussie boys to the Malaysian Grand Prix to see Daniel Ricciardo race. They had organised some Malaysian flag swimwear to wear on their tours, literally a mate's tour. I think from memory it was a, like a punting group and they'd spent their cash that they'd won across the year on a trip. So they did that and then Daniel Ricciardo wins and in true Daniel Ricciardo form, he's pulled out a shoey as he drinks out of his boot after he wins. And the boys did the same in the crowd. They just happened to drop their pants and were wearing the Malaysian flag. And from all reports, the crowd and majority of people there actually really enjoyed it. But someone's, a Malaysian government official was there and his role in Malaysia, this is all after the fact we found yeah. this out, by the way. His role in Malaysia is to uphold it was to uphold the values or the spirit of Malaysia or along those sorts of lines, mm-hmm. and he didn't like it. So he has uh, basically pointed at them and said, get them out of here. They were arrested uh, and spent four, four nights in a Malaysian prison. Oh, no. For, uh, I think, it was, they were trying to, like, accuse them of, like, it was premeditated and they were trying to disrespect the flag and the people yeah. on purpose, which... If Daniel Ricciardo doesn't win that race, that doesn't happen. But I tell you what, it was a scary couple of days for us because obviously we're not involved directly, but, I mean, it's part of our brand that has caused this. And we had we had news reporters turning up to our door and saying, you know, you organised this with, you know, Batuta Advocate at the time who we were quite good mates with and we were like, mate, we couldn't even organise our stock to turn up on time. How do you think we've organised nine blokes to you know, strip nude in Malaysia. It's like, come on. So that was that was quite absurd. And then they kind of said, how do you feel about this? And it's like, well, like it's got nothing to do with this, really. It's like, do you, do you call Nike when someone robs a convenience store in a Nike jumper? Like, mm. it's not really, like, got anything to do with us. They just did it in our clothing. So, yeah, but we thankfully were in touch with them after they got home and they reached out and said, as bless them, like they apologize. And it's like, guys, like, <laughs> do not care as long as you are home yeah. safely. So apparently the experience in that jail was um, 
horrific. So oh. bless them. They're home. They're safe. Oh. And it was, it's, yeah, it's one for the, the history books to reflect That's on. It's a story to tell the grandkids. That one. It's crazy. So crazy. And so like something so simple that would, you know, get away with here yeah. um, in a country like that obviously doesn't fly. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> Do you still sell the Malaysian flag? No. no. <laughs> funnily enough, funnily enough, when it all cracks, the uh, traffic from our traffic from Malaysia <laughs> skyrocketed. It was hilarious. Oh, but hey, goodness. so not everyone enjoyed it. There we go. Oh, we've got a bit off track, <laughs> yeah, but it was such no, a good story. Fine. I love that's it. Fine. So good. So good. All right. Number two, who is your favorite retailer? It's a good question again. I don't, like I mentioned before, I don't actually do a lot of online shopping myself. We do enjoy uh, just some content creators online that sort of do have merch at some stage. So there's a few podcasts like Bloke in a Bar and, and Dylan Friends and things like that that we, we do get around and we really like what they do. Uh, favorite retailer specifically? I don't think I, I have one. There's, I mean, there's a few competitors, but I think I'll stick, I'll stick with the content side. Yeah. I like what they're doing and it's because they're creating a brand, which is what we're yeah. doing. They're, they're creating a brand and they just happen to sell merch. So they're the, they're the types I like, not the ones that are trying to flog you without saying, buy our shirt, buy our shirt. So yeah, I'm looking, looking for more of a deeper brand than, than here's my white t-shirt with my logo on it. And it feels like there's a real connection with people there again, coming back to our main episode. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Cool. All right, number three, which retail fad do you wish was history? This one sounds uh, odd and it's probably not in the best interest of the consumers, but I just cannot stand like massive consistent sales. It's a, it's a slippery slope once you start. So yeah. as, as a policy, as a just a commitment to quality, we don't go on sale at Budgie. I think we're also in a unique position, to be fair. Like there's, our competition isn't as large as, you know, I mentioned people that sell T-shirts, for example. Mm. So they, they kind of do need to do it if other competitors are doing it. But at the same time, I mean, it, part of it's a personal feeling. I just feel like it, it shows like what your true cost of your product is. Mm. Where while we were sort of growing, we couldn't afford to go on sale. Because if we went on sale, we'd be losing money. Like we'd, you'd be making a pair for X and we'd be selling it for less if we went on sale. So that, that's the big one. And for any future, like sort of small business people that are sort of starting out, be very wary of why you're going on sale. And like if you have to, then so be it. But it's, a, it's like playing pokies. Like yeah. people get, ad- you get addicted to the flashing lights and you get addicted to the money coming in when it's, it's not actually as valuable as if you just spent that time building your brand and giving your people, giving your customers a reason why to buy yeah. uh, outside of a, a cheap price tag. No, and, and I think you've, you know, in our main episode, you talked about things like being able to do custom designs, real customer service, mm. strong branding, good partnerships, all those things bring the value that you mm. don't need to do in discounting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you, yeah. you don't need it. It's, it's, a, it's a short-term uh, solution mm. uh, to some potential problems, but it can yeah, create some long-term problems as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, can you recommend a book or a podcast that our listeners should immediately get into? I loved reading Shoe Dog, the story of Nike. It's amazing. 
And it, I love the timing that we read it here. So Adam and I read it and then we got most of our full-time staff to read it as well. Timing couldn't have been better because where we were as a business was like a little bit after when he was uh, filling his, his parents' uh, like basement with shoes or his bedroom with shoes. We were, we were a little bit past that stage. <laughs> Definitely not quite to the stage where they have Nike Town uh, <laughs> with streets named after professional athletes or whatever. Not quite there yet. We've got a long way to go. It'll, it'll get but it was, it was really awesome to see and to relate to the journey that he went on. I mean, some, some bits in the book are, are quite slow and quite hard to follow, but for the most part, I loved it because it was relatable mm-hmm. and you could kind of pick. You're like, oh, my God, like we went through that and we're currently going through this. Yeah. I hope that means this is where we're going. So it was really cool. It was like, it was a cool story. And for us as a team here, I think it was quite motivating to see that even Nike can start from a bedroom. 100%. I think that's the thing we lose in retail all the time. We hold these pinnacle brands up and go, Isn't, wouldn't it be amazing? We'll never get to that point. But you go, they're all started by people as well. They all started somewhere. I mean, and a lot of, a lot of, we might go off track here, but a lot of people say, you know, Buddy's like exploding at the moment. And it's like, um, thank you. But <laughs> this has been years, years yep. of blood, sweat and tears going into this. This is not an overnight success. I've done a few chats at schools to like um, uh, commerce students and business studies and that kind of stuff. Uh, and I was like, I usually start with, um, who's heard of the term overnight success? And like all the kids go, yep. And like, who thinks Budgie's an overnight success? And like 90% of them put their hands up, like, you're wrong. <laughs> not <laughs> Let quite me shoot that, you down a yeah, peg here. No, no, no. Not, not quite that harsh. But then I love telling them the stories. Like, Budgie yeah. started in 2003. Hmm. We're, in, we're in 2021 now. Like, and it's, we're, still, we're still considered a small to medium business. We're, we haven't made it. Whatever, exactly. that, whatever that term means. And e-commerce. E-commerce is seen as such a booming industry overall, for, especially from people that are on the skirts. But oh, it's booming. It's just taking off. Anyone can make money in e-commerce. You're like, it's still retail. Mm. It's still a grind. Still, yeah. You're yep. still, still just like getting people to a physical store. Uh, you've still got to get them to come to your website. Yeah. Love mm. it. All right. Last question I've got for you, Brendan. Finish this sentence. The future of retail is... Challenging. <laughs> uh, it, it won't be straightforward. It'll be the people that can provide the most value for their customers and it doesn't necessarily have to be the product. Uh, it could be, you know, the reason why. So a lot of, a lot of what we do here is like, we, yeah, we sell swimwear, but that's on the outer. Like our reason why we do this is is the the most true, and it comes back to like we just we love what we do, uh, we enjoy making things, uh, and we we just enjoy having a laugh. So like that's why we do this. If the center of our why was to make money, then we'd probably flop. Uh, yep. Which is why I, you know you started in the main part of the episode was our returns policy is so fast and loose. We could make it super strict if we if we needed to, but. It's not about the money for us. Like, so the future of retail is going to be tricky. I mean, it's obviously going to be predominantly online. The ones that will succeed is if they can create some sort of experience with bricks and mortar. Uh, I mentioned that our stores were trying to create them more of a, as a destination. Um, but yeah, you, you're going to have to be you're going to have to be different in some way. You're going to have to stand out. You're going to have to do things 
yeah, very different to everyone else to to give people a reason why. Um, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. <laughs> on the, on yeah. that bright note, we'll leave it there. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> yeah, the, the future is doomed. <laughs> thank you for joining us on Add to Cart. Thanks so much for having me, mate. To hear more from Brendan, jump back into episode 136, where Brendan shares why it's a no-brainer for them to keep the manufacturing process right here at home in Australia. He also shares why they perform the funny uncle test when assessing custom orders and why responding to customer suggestions will always be part of their business. Unless, of course, that customer suggests producing board shorts. Bloody oath, that is a crime against the budgie. Never shall it happen. Thanks for listening, and until next time, keep adding to cart. It's finally happening. Registrations for eSuite's e-commerce accelerator program are now open. If you're looking to get into e-commerce, upskill in e-commerce, or just want a refresher, we've got you covered. I've taken the lessons from my e-commerce career and the insights from all the e-commerce leaders I've been lucky enough to speak with here and distilled it into 10 weeks of e-commerce learning. We cover the foundations of e-commerce, including strategy, marketing, technology, finance, analytics, and supply chain. You'll even leave with an official Shopify certification. Every week, I will host a two-hour live lesson, which will be supported by templates, case studies, and resources to accelerate your e-commerce career. And because you guys lend me your ears, I'll lend you a discount code. Use the code ADTOCART, all one word, our original, to get $200 off your sign-up. That's ADTOCART as the discount code. So don't wait. Class commences on the 14th of March and registration is now open. Head over to learn.esweettalent.com.au. That's learn.esweettalent.com.au to secure your place today. See you in there.